Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. How are we? Good, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Looking very tanned. Yes, yeah. Nice nice little bronze skin colour. And you were in Portugal, right, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're in our golf, a couple of us, so... Yeah, we're back. That's why there's been a bit of delay this week. Annual trip, isn't it? Yeah, nice place. Second time, so yeah, we'll could be could be the hat trick next year. Did you see any um, famous faces like you did last year? No, there was. Uh, we we met an Irish rugby union player that we had no idea who he was, and he was it was quite a funny story. Actually, he was getting his ear chewed off by some drunk Irish men, and then we yeah happened to start talking to him and his girlfriend, and yeah, he was so. I think his name was JJ Han Hanrahan or something, but. Yeah, if you look him up, he's a decent rugby player. Was he wearing boot cuts and brown no, shoes? No, he wasn't. Actually, yeah, no, he's was, he was quite smartly dressed. But yeah, there wasn't a no Fred or James B this year. So. <laughs> no, I'm glad you had a nice time. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> what was I about to say? Did you watch any football out there? Watched a bit actually. Yeah, we saw the West Ham United game. Well, West Ham Manchester United game. Um, saw a bit of the Newcastle Arsenal. Uh, spate really yeah we sort of avoided it although yeah there's plenty of football fans out there we definitely avoided it which is yeah. good and you got back in time for the Real Madrid game actually, on yeah, Tuesday yeah Tuesday it was perfect we got back about half seven eight mm. good um, good time to watch a massive massive game yeah perfect um, yeah so this episode we're going to run through the midweek Champions League games so obviously Real Madrid versus Manchester City the Milan derby AC versus Inter Moving on to a little bit of a preview in the Europa League games that are actually playing on tonight. They kick off in, as we record this, it's 20 to 8. So you may see some live reactions. Mm. We have got AZ versus um, West Ham on the screen in front of us. Yep. Um, Jackson Claret as well, <laughs> support, <laughs> yeah. supporting support the Irons. Supporting the Irons. Hopefully at AZ Masterclass. <laughs> yeah, so we'll run through the Europa League games. Roma versus Leverkusen, Juve versus Seville. Moving on to the... Europa Conference League games, West Ham versus Aces at Alkmaar, Florent- Florentina versus FC Basel. Um, but before we get into that, let's start with the teaser, like we normally do. Yep. Um, the Championship recently finished at the weekend, and Burnley have won the Championship. They won it a few weeks ago, but got the trophy on Monday? Monday, was it? Back uh, on, I can't remember. Yeah, there was Championship games. Played, yeah. Basically, start again. Burnley have recently won the championship and became the sixth side to do so on two separate occasions. Can you name the other five teams? Oh, God. And did you know that's the record? No teams ever won the championship three times. It's, yeah. I was blown away by that yeah. stat. And I was like... I didn't even think about it, but yeah. <clears throat> Burnley won it twice. Yeah. They won it with... Dutch. Owen no. Coyle? Oh, it probably I imagine. Coyle when they come up there. Hmm. I imagine, yeah. Yeah. I think. yeah. Um, right, so let's start. Should we start the Bernabeu on Tuesday? Yeah, I think so. Tuesday night. <clears throat> um, the more, how should we say it, appealing tie of the two mm. on paper. And looking back from last year, the, like, the two legs were just out of this world. Yeah, they were mad games, weren't they? And it started off with Man City just being very dominant. I think that, that's how I expected it to go. And Madrid are such a well-oiled machine and experience. Mm. They don't get hot and flustered. No. They soak up some pressure. And they go and hit you on the counter-attack with devastating impact with Vinicius. Yeah. And that's literally exactly their game plan went to plan. Yeah, Pep came out and said, didn't he? City dominated the first half, but, but went one nil down. Ramage were better the second half and City equalised. So, yeah, they're just uh, two high-quality teams, weren't they? City are arguably the best team in the world. Madrid, they're the, excuse me, they're the holders of the Champions League. It's their competition. They won it 14 times. Um, and for some reason this year, they up until now, they were never really thought about winning it. But... 
Yeah, like I said, pardon me, sorry, I need to stop burping. They're two incredible teams. It's all about Sagres yeah. and Superbock. <laughs> Superbock. Um, yeah, just two incredible sides, and it was always going to be the, the better tie of the of the semi-finals. That, it sounds stupid saying this, but that sort of happens quite often with Real Madrid. They go under the radar because, mm. you know, they win it all the time. Yeah. But yeah, people game. always think you Man City's or yeah. like when, um, when it was peak Barca, they only ever won that twice, I think. Yeah, but maybe. even this year, well, last couple of years, they keep mentioning PSG, 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 and Real Madrid just, just seem to be forgotten for whatever reason. But, yeah, they've proven again in the last four. So, mm. um, so Man City, so it was... Grealish took a lot of stick, didn't he? Got a lot mm. of fouls, and he was sort of the one, the perpetrator. And because you had him and Haaland, Haaland started off brightly, but mm. didn't really do much throughout the game. No, I didn't really think about it until after the game. I actually thought if you were to handpick a player defender to defend Haaland, surely Rudiger would be in your top three, if not the one. He's yeah, tall, he's, strong, yeah. athletic, quick. Nuisance, wasn't he? He's, he's, he's a nuisance as well. Like he was always at his heels, and I think yeah, Haaland had like twenty or twenty. Yeah, Haaland, 21 touches in the game, fewest of any player. He had a very, very quiet game for himself. And it, that, he has played, not played that way, but he doesn't need to touch the ball. He's all, obviously all, all about scoring goals, but yeah, Real Madrid done a, done a job on him and they, it worked well. But then, like we say, Man City mm. is, all right, you stopped Haaland, good, but there's also 10 other players that will destroy you. And mm. yeah, De Bruyne showed that, didn't he? But yeah, you think you stop Haaland, you've got a good chance mm. of doing Because well. they're a bit worried because Militao was... Is normally their first choice with mm. Alaba, 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 um, but Militao suspended. I wonder yeah. if he'll come back in next Wednesday. Mm. Um, what was it? it was, was he injured at the weekend or to be yellow cards? Oh, got suspended. Right? Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, well, it worked. I mean, I know they drew the game, but in terms of Haaland, Rudiger and uh, Alaba works quite well because Alaba's been that's been the front, the first choice too has been Militao and Alaba. Mm. With uh, Mendy left back, but he's been injured for a bit, so um, Cameron Vingo has mm. played there. But you could always push Alaba left back and play Rudiger in there if you wanted to. But yeah. um, and then it was just after half time, wasn't it? The the equaliser, like you just you just meant to mention, it was the fifty sixty seventh minute. But like you said, Real Madrid had a few chances. Mm. They started the second half more bright brighter. But what a goal again! I think it was laid into who got the who got the assist. Was it was it Banana Silver? I think. Someone just rolled it back. It's like rolled it back to him and he just, just walloped it. it. Yeah, what a strike! Walloped it past Courtois, who I thought had a very good game as well. Yeah, it was the yeah, De Bruyne hit it, and it just one of those. It stealthy stayed hit, but probably rose off the f- the ground by like a foot, if that, and just yeah, well, it's similar to Vinicius going that it was already past the goalie before they died. No chance, was, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous, both ridiculous strikes. Just while we're on the goals, have you seen that horrendous clip, really cringeworthy, of Rio Ferdinand in the studio? Oh, isn't he just awful? Like, just attention-seeking. Don't get it. I just don't understand it. Something I actually saw online, which I thought was very true, is it might just be a, a bias that we've got older and things like this annoy us more. Mm. But when when um, Sky and ITV had Champions League coverage, it just seemed... They seem better at it. Mm. Like the Martin, I know Martin Tyler was at, uh, there on in the new camp, or the, the ITV games. They just yeah. when you got Andy Townsend or yeah, Peter Jury, yeah. it, it just sounds cause better. Because we, we'll talk about the game in a minute, but the Milan game, everyone was saying, and again, it's because everyone's got a platform to go and say and do what they want. But everyone's picked up on the BT coverage that I think in the stu- in the studio, which is in Stratford, London, you had like Crouch, Gerard, and whoever like talking about. 
the Milan derby when they <laughs> could be in Milan having Milan legends on either side and all sorts and all <laughs> these reporters that live and breathe Serie A football and yeah we've got Peter Crouch and Steven Gerrard talking <laughs> about AC Milan and Inter Milan so. uh, like you mentioned there um, BT do all the Serie A games yeah they yeah. have pundits that do them games you commentate on them games yeah, get them get get them in there yeah. yeah rather than like you said the the quote unquote superstars or whatever but yeah, no, yeah it's just no, one of them no. things that just, I saw it and I was just like that's just typical <sighs> typical Ferdinand just yeah. twerking for the twerking yeah, for the cameras and that's the thing Ferdinand like he could have been easily my loser of the week but yeah exactly that just <laughs> twerking but he knew the cameras were on he knows he knows whatever he does if he does something sort of out of the box then he'll that will get latched mm. on to. Yeah, it was just unnecessary. It's very odd. And fair play to Rio, though, for being the biggest bell end in the room that, that <laughs> contains Jake Humphrey as well. That's, yeah. quite, that's quite hard work. <laughs> no comment, no comment. <laughs> I don't want to be put on the high-performance podcast. No, yeah, we might get we might get stunned out here. But, um, but no, moving back to De Bruyne. Um, seven of Kevin De Bruyne's 14 Champions League goals have come from outside the box since he joined Man City in 2015 it's the highest percentage of anyone that has scored from that distance in the mm. competition um, we all know he's got a fantastic striker and that's one of the best ones we've seen from that was, yeah it was brilliant it, one of those it, once you saw the replay and you were basically behind him and saw the flight of the ball yeah ridiculous what a strike and it's interesting because I did see a bit of stick not stick criticism is probably the right word on De Bruyne prior to the game because you think of all the accolades he's done in his career mm. these big European nights away I know City have historically not done it he hasn't done it No, he's done everything else like you can't criticize <laughs> but that is the only thing you could say or, no he never did it in the big moments in the big European mm. games when it really mattered I think last year in the semis he got subs at in Madrid yeah he scored there he, were, has, he was the first player to score away at Madrid in two separate knockout games but mm. obviously that game they both lost them though, yeah, they, they? Still, they still lost so mm. But yeah, like you said, and and maybe this year, like everyone keeps saying, then this year might be might be Man City's year. But on Vinicius and on on his goal, and before we move on to the rest of the game, whatever. But yeah, Vinicius involved in twenty two goals in his last twenty two Champions League appearances. Uh, received man of match in the game. Uh, what was it last year? He won the Le- he's already won La Liga twice, Champions League once, Champions League Young Player of the Season last season. He was in the Champions League team of the year, um, and he just. He's just incredible, isn't he? Twenty-two years old. He's absolutely frightening, and and we get to Walker and things. But yeah, he's just a, a ridiculous player. A ridiculous I remember. Player. I saw him when I went to the El Clasico, was it 2020, just literally the week before lockdown. Mm. Went to Alberto, mm. and after the game, we're having what do we have? Ham and ham and red wine, as, nice. you, do, as you do at like midnight yeah, yeah, <laughs> <casual>. <laughs> on a Sunday when everyone's got work in the morning, yeah. but no one cares. Um, and his dad was saying, and his dad's friends were all collectively. They were like, no, I don't like Vinicius. He was, I think he must have been, what was this? How old did you say? He's 22. He's 22 now, yeah, turning so, 23 in the summer. So he would have been 19 at the time. He'd yeah. been at Real Madrid maybe a year, two years. Mm. And they were like, I don't see it. Don't <laughs> see it. And Albert, Albert was the one who was saying, no, no, give him some yeah, time. Yeah, like, he's yeah. literally 19. He scored yeah. the winner in the Classico, and you're yeah. still. But they were yeah, frustrated yeah. with him because he was. There was no end product, and now he's getting to that stage. Like you said, yeah, tw- you said 21 goal involvements in 22, 22 games. 22 goal involvements, 22 games, Champions League games. That is. Yeah, that's that's end product, yeah. and that's what we're talking about, and that's what you need to play for Real Madrid, yeah. and that's what he was probably missing. He had everything else, and they are really frustrating when players like that. I've mm. seen loads at Arsenal, mm. but they very obviously kick on because they play for Arsenal, not Real Madrid. And to see it, it was always nice to see that player with that up upwards trajectory of just... Mm. 
you can see he is going to the moon and maybe he's already there. And yeah, but you mentioned it. I know it's it's not easy to mention, but like we mentioned, Vinicius, everyone knows who he is now, and he's a brilliant, brilliant player. He's been excellent for probably two seasons. But you had you'd spoke about him in the World Cup, didn't you? In, in that period, and said like this could be his World Cup. It didn't quite happen for Brazil or him, but yeah, you saw last the other night, wasn't it? He was just so confident. He tried the rainbow flick on Walker. And <laughs> He was trying everything. He wasn't scared. It's outrageous, right? isn't but it? But he tried the rain flip and it almost come off like he's that good at. Do you know what I mean, if I try the rain flip, I'll just fall over and eat yeah. the grass. But yeah, he's he's yeah ridiculous. You saw the confidence in him. And, and then you've got Walker. Rodrigo on the other side, yeah. who's just a joke. He doesn't even start for Brazil. Like that shows how no. strength, how um, strong they are. But he's another player who um, how do I say it? Compliments him very well because you saw. When Man City were dominating the ball, they they went into a four four two. Valverde went to the right. Rodrigo's moved over to the left because uh, Vinicius doesn't track, no. and they had him on the counter attack with Benzema, and that worked really well. And then they move again, and they're very fluid because they don't get they don't get flustered Real Madrid, and that's such a such a key like, cog to the machine they are. Because yeah. how many times do you think if you're Spurs or Arsenal, for example, with only two options I can think of at the moment. You play Man City. Can we get out of ten minutes live? Like yeah. you just know Real Madrid are gonna yeah. at home, especially uh, maybe at the Etihad they might get blown away, but at home they just does doesn't happen. Mm. And no, the, the longer the game goes nil nil, the stronger they get as well. Mm. And that's when you've if Man City had scored in the first ten minutes, you probably would be concerned for Real Madrid. And I actually think going into the second leg, City need that fast up. They need to score in that first ten minutes to have the Etihad yeah. ro- it's not, have the rocking. Like one all is obviously a brilliant result, and they like you said go back to the Etihad next week and. They'll be they'll be confident, but yeah, Real Madrid and they'll be more than happy with that result. And like you said, they're and they're they're experienced side now, aren't they? They're ridiculously experienced. They're they're older players. Modric, uh, Benzema, even Courtois is a bit older now. They they've got yeah. some Alibas. They've got some Cruz. older. Yeah, Cruz. If if he plays when he plays, they got they got a much older group this time. And and they're yes, they're older, but they're probably at the peak of their powers. Like Modric just seems to get better and better. Mm. Benzema's ridiculous. So yeah, they've got a perfect mix and. They'll yeah, they'll have no no worries about Man City next week. Um, and interesting, I've got a stat here: Real Madrid have progressed from only two of their last nine um, semi-finals, no, sorry, two of their last knockout ties, mm. when failing to win the first leg at home. Both of them were against Manchester United. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting. I I do think City will nick it just. I mean, I've gone for. I had Real Madrid to start with, yeah. but not. I'm changing my mind. But what after the game, I just think City at home. It has to be their year. It has to be. If, if it's going to be now or never, not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll. I think they'll go through. I do think it'll be another brilliant game like it was the other night. But I think City will go through. But again, Real Madrid have no no concerns. Their record against English sides recently has been brilliant. They beat Chelsea and Liverpool twice this year. Um, last year beat Chelsea over two legs, City over two legs, and then Liverpool in the final. So, yeah, they again their their record. They they've won the competition fourteen times, and they, and everyone's still and they're in the semi final now, and they're still no one's really going. Oh, actually, they could actually do a job next week, and mm. it could easily happen. But yeah, and Madrid's focus is all on the Champions League now. They're heading into that second leg, knowing that the league's done. They think they're third. They're going to finish third, maybe second if they get some points and. Uh, Team above and drop them, but yeah, all their focus, all their their mindset, and their preparation is for that second leg. And a Man City, on the other hand, are focusing on the weekend, which is the right thing to do. But that is another huge game for them at Everton. It's an interesting point you bring up there because, weirdly, 
Pep Guardiola didn't make any subs. Mm, that's what I've got down as well, yeah. And it's not the first time he hasn't done that this season. Mm. And you look at the bench, Mares, Foden, Alvarez, uh, Laporte. Mm. I can't remember who else was on there. Aki wasn't in the squad, but... Did you say Foden was in there, Mares? Yeah. yeah. But even that, that's what I was saying here, though, but Pep, Pep Guardiola, he didn't... He went into the game against uh, Real Madrid. Didn't do anything ridiculous. He wasn't playing Bernardo Silva, Silva left back. He wasn't playing Rodri out of the middle. Like he went with his side and played his best team. But that's the only, the only other side is that is that he didn't make any changes in the game, which is with all their fixtures and the the pressure of it all. And and you saw at the end of the game, not that they're obviously extreme athletes to the highest highest level, but that obviously they're going to be. They were knackered. Like they just played Real Madrid, drew one all. It was an incredible game. There was they were on their feet. Like mm. Walker was just concentrated probably the most he's ever concentrated for 90-95 minutes against one of the best players in the world yeah, you saw like Bernardo Silva De Bruyne was panting like they, they gave it everything but it's straight, very strange that uh, Guardiola didn't make any changes it's the same starting lineup that battered Arsenal 4-1 mm. exactly the same yeah um, and like you mentioned there where they look knackered as well they were in a stadium it's it was getting re- getting rebuilt with a roof that yeah. wasn't that is on but there's no air because it hasn't been yeah. finished and I know it might might not seem much to many people, but I imagine Real Madrid players are used to playing in that heat. When were the last time it's twenty five degrees in this country? Let yeah. play football yeah. in twenty five degrees. Yeah. And also playing yes, they're again the highest of the highest, but playing against an incredible side. Like it's not just us going on Monday night and knocking the ball about the Astro, like mm. yeah. You got anything else to add on add on the game? Uh not really, just that I mean, Alberto's probably listening, but I did think Madrid were just constantly moaning about everything from minute one to the end. They were just moaning. Goal should have been disallowed, though. But went out of play. Did it? Yeah, but how did you know that? Because uh, Angelotti that, said. That video. No, that... <laughs> I, uh, surely VAR should even check. I don't know. Yeah, but. maybe the, the, that decision, yes. But I just mean in general, the, the fans were moaning. Then, like, the players were throwing their hands out. Angelotti was moaning. It's just constant, constant moaning and moaning and moaning. Yeah, but you know that's Madrid. You saw you saw Alberto when he came over. Yeah, yeah. He, he was moaning. I think he was moaning yeah. that Sam Benzema was having a good, good season. Yeah, no, that was the only gripe I had with um, Madrid. But moving on to the San Siro and the Milan derby. Mm. AC Milan seven-time winners versus Inter Milan three-time winners. Uh, I didn't really have an opinion going into this game thinking... I had no idea it was going to win. I don't follow Italian football. I would be lying if I said I had a favourite to win this. Yeah. I was quite surprised that Inter went into a two-goal lead after 11 minutes. Yeah. And that sort of... Is the tie dead? It's a strange one because although Inter were quote-unquote away, mm. they're going into the home leg. Obviously, the home at- they'll have the home atmosphere. Yeah. But the ground's still the same, the players. Yeah, it's, 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 very, it's very different. I think that's like you're, exactly the point you're saying. I think you can't... If it was, for example, tonight, if West Ham lose 2-0, they go to a- AZ out of Morris. It's a bit different. But, yeah, exactly what you just said. It's, obviously, everyone, everyone knows it's at the San Siro. Inter, Inter Milan had 7,000 fans there the other night, and I'm sure AC will have a very similar amount when they uh, go for the return leg. But, yeah, it was just, um, like you said, it was just a blistering start, wasn't it, from Inter Milan? It was mm. just ridiculous. Like, and go into it. But AC, like the, the midfield defence, they just seem to open up. And open up the whole the whole game. It wasn't like they went two 0 down and so right, we're gonna shut up shop and just stop this. What the hell are we doing? They just they got even worse as the game got it was very mm. weird, very, very weird performance. And if I'd done my homework prior to the game, I think I'd, the result probably wouldn't have surprised no. me as much because 
Inter have beaten AC three times this season, all competitions. Once in the once in the cup and once in Syria, and now once in the Champions League. And I think once they went in the cup, I think it was like four one or something like that. Yeah, and that was the first time since ninety four ninety five they've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they they I think they're above them in the league into by like three points. Um, yeah, I think and so. They, yeah probably are the favourites on paper but yeah just because the, the two squads they're, they're not yes they're like you said Milan won it seven times in it won it three times they're, 2007 the last time and 2000, yeah. Milan AC last time 2007 and yeah. into 2010 so a long time ago yeah it? and you look at their teams and their squads now and it, from the other night you just they're nothing like the Kakas and Seedorf and all these sort of players mm. even Adriano when he was at Inter Milan and God knows the list that could go on but yeah do you know what I mean AC only got Giroud up front and Bringing Diaz and Tamori, who could be Titus Bramble in another another life. I was so glad you brought that up. Oh. Uh, not the Tamori bit, the uh, the plight basically the whole yeah, players yeah, thing. Yeah. Edin Dzeko, what's he? 30, 37. 37 mm. And Henrik Mikatarian. Yeah. Let me try and repeat that again. Henrik <laughs> Mikatarian, who was finished when he left Man United, who was finished when he left Arsenal, and he went to oh. He, them two have scored in a Champions League semi-final in what's the year? 2023. <laughs> yeah. like, we thought Walker up front was weird. Like, yeah, Dzeko and Mkhitaryan scored. These two players are washed. Henry <laughs> um, Mkhitaryan more. I remember I watched Mkhitaryan last year um, when we went to I went to Roma versus mm. AC it was actually. Yeah, he was under Mourinho. Yeah. yeah. He got hooked at half time I think he was because he was just dreadful. Mm. And now he's playing a Champions League semi-final mm. scoring Oh, I just yeah, this yeah. is something I want to ask you this question. Spurs won their Champions League group this season, mm. and were on this side of the draw, the nice side of the draw. Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna go in. Go on. Um, I've got, yeah, I wanted to say about that. They lost. I oh, was it over two legs, one nil to one nil to Milan, yeah. AC in a pretty lackluster two two, two, two games. Two shocking sides. Inter, Porto, Benfica, AC Milan. Like that is it. Nap- Napoli, the, they'll be they'll be fuming, they'll be destroyed, they'll be gutted because they're at. They're, what are they doing? How are they not mm. comfortably in the final already? Like they and yeah. going on, but just back to them players quickly. I think or, I think we all agree this. Whoever wins that first game, Real Madrid City are gonna be licking to, yeah. their lips. Yeah. It could be, it probably won't be, but it could be the highest scoring mm. Champions League final. Like. Could be one of the highest scoring finals in history. Like, if you look at all competitions, like Inter, like, ridiculous. They've got Lukaku, yeah. right? <laughs> Lukaku! Yeah. Lukaka! Yeah, and he come on, he, I mean, he look, come on, he was like, he looked alright, didn't he? He was loads of energy just running about, but yeah, everyone knows what he's truly like. Um, but yeah, that. I also forgot another player, sorry. Go on. Matteo Damian as well. Yeah, Damian. Hey, what? Like a school teacher running down the wing and. Oh. Yeah, that, but on Milan, they, they struggled to score goals. 11 games and scored 15. They had Zagreb and Salzburg in their group, which they scored three and four against in three of those games. So two shocking sides. They beat 3-1, three, 4-0, three, something like that. Chelsea, who have been awful this year, beat them twice and Milan didn't score. Since the group, they've scored three in five games. Um, yes, they're in the semi-final. You don't necessarily need to score goals and all the rest of it, but as a prime example against Inter Milan, they just had no threat going forward and obviously mm. they missed Leal but how much would he have changed really he's there literally they're only like I said they've got Olivier Giroud up front and they've got like, got Leal and that's about it really like 
AC, they won the league last year, but I think they're what, they fifth this year. Something like that. They're not, they're not in the top four. They're struggling. And like go back to like I said to the Spurs and the, the Chelsea were on that side. They're at Dortmund, right. Napoli, obviously are the what are the big yeah. ones. That, but they all must be kicking yourselves and think, what an opportunity again to get. Yeah, we with Spurs. I'm not saying in the games we're good enough, but we've got to score one goal against Milan. One. We've got Harry Kane on the pitch. We've got Son on the pitch. We have to score one goal against these lot. Mm. Yeah. And we we wouldn't have beat Napoli or the rest of it, but Milan should not be in the semi-final. Yeah, neither of them, I don't no. think. But it'll be interesting. Do you think the two goal lead is insurmountable? What do you reckon? It's, it's done. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got it. Only once has a team been two or more goals up after the first leg failed to qualify for the final. And that was Barca in 18-19 when they were 3-0 up against Liverpool and obviously lost 4-0 second leg. So yeah. a 2-0, two, two or goal, two or goal, two goals or more, sorry, a lead in a, a first leg is very, very difficult to overturn. And yeah, I can't see it. Can't see it happening. Did you want to go any further on old your mate Tamori? It's just a, just a, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because Tamori and the bloke next to him, Asia, Asia, Asia. The Danish bloke, innit? Yeah, the Danish captain. Yeah. Were awful, they were a disgrace. And the two in front of them, the midfielders didn't help at all. But Tamori, like we get shouts all the time, like oh, Tamori should be in England squad. Has Maguire or die? Like you and everyone say, oh, you only watched last uh, two whenever it was last night's game, and that's your opinion. But what you just told me is your. That's also how you base your argument because you've only watched him once or twice against Spurs or Chelsea. For oh, what a player, mm. he's unbelievable. So I'm going to use the same process and same argument against you and show him footage of the other night and him dancing around the floor oh he's just awful and the <laughs> Southgate Gareth Southgate the main man the, the man in charge of England who has probably watched him more times than anyone he gets people to go and watch him he's seen him in training and all sorts he doesn't pick him so I'm sure Gareth Southgate knows more than all of us combined so yeah Tamori it's brilliant it's a fantastic career and you're like going out to Milan is that's an unbelievable thing to do. But, yeah, it just, uh, just everyone needs to chill out with the old Tamori hype. Yeah, he was the first Englishman to appear in a Champions League semi-final for a non-English club since McManaman in 2003 for Real Madrid. Um, just, just actually just flicked a memory in my head, going back to that Ferdinand celebration. You had an ex Real Madrid player in that room who didn't even flinch in yeah, Michael Owen moved, yeah. and played for Man United and Liverpool. He was like, yeah. not rivals with City, but you know what I mean. Didn't even flinch. And then you've got Ferdinand. That's what yeah, he does. Shut oh, up. Awful. He's an awful man. Yeah, not good. Right. Um, should we move on to Europa League? Yeah, let's do it. So it's about to kick off any moment now. Yeah, I'll keep the um, scores up. Roma, Leverkusen and Juventus, Sevilla. You went Juve, didn't you, in your... I think so, yeah. I'll get out of here. I'll have a look. In your prediction. I'm pretty sure I went Juve. And I, I went Roma, I believe. Jose Mourinho's Roma. Jose Mourinho. So you've got Juventus... So you've got Roma, Leverkusen and Juventus versus Sevilla. Roma are seventh in the league, playing Leverkusen, who are sixth. With Juventus second, who recently got their 30 points back. Was it 30 or 15? 15, they're back to third now, aren't they? Mourinho. They're second now. Oh, yeah, they're second, yeah. Back up second, yeah. Mourinho predicted it, didn't he? Yeah, you went Roma for Europa League, I've gone Juventus. And then Sevilla, um, who are 11th, they've picked up a few points recently. Mm. Um, I think both both tiles will be pretty tight. Um, I'm going to stick with my Roma with my Roma shout, just because I think 
Jose. I think this is the ho- I think this is going to be Mourinho's last dance at mm. Roma. If he could win this somehow, then I think it will leave in the summer, and then he's got one big job. And I think I don't know. I've got a feeling I PSG. Who's he? I think oh, I listened to it today. Who they talking about? Can't remember. He was linked with someone today, or well, they said they mentioned the club, and it was like yeah, a bit of a a rogue one, but quite big. Because sure he's done actually really well for him. He, sort of, he has sort of built his reputation up a bit, and he's gone back to the sort of the dark arts, but the funny side of him. Because he went a bit, he was miserable. Wasn't he? he went a bit miserable, he was, didn't he? It was yeah. just he's a time like main United was just shaved his hair off and was yeah. just <laughs> sulking in the Lowry. Was yeah. it the Lowry, the hotel the United Plaza? Yeah, he was. He just was, lived yeah. there, didn't but he? That's what he, he like you said. He was like that. It seemed like forever, but yeah, he just changed and he changed his um, attitude and his. You seen what he's been doing recently? He's been miking himself up mm. on the on the sidelines to to protect himself because yeah. he said um, about these. That's what Klopp should what do. Klopp, Klopp should do that if he's worried about Tierney next time. Yeah. Mike himself <laughs> up. Oh, I'd love to know what Tierney said to him if he said anything at all. Yeah. Oh, um, no, it should be some interesting games. I haven't actually. We haven't got too much on that. As I said, I don't. No. I wouldn't say I followed many of these. I, I won't probably watch the games. Yeah, so exactly, I'll be yeah. we'll be watching the conference yeah. leagues, which we're watching now. Yeah, forget what words are. Yeah, exactly what you just said. But I might watch the final or the final beyond or something. But mm. like you said, with no English involvement or no real links to it and all the rest, of it, yeah, doesn't bother me. But yeah, we have got the old uh, the Amazon, haven't we? Yeah, we'll move over to the conference league. West Ham, Alkmaar, Florentina, Basel. You went Alkmaar, didn't you? Yes. In your to lift the trophy, <laughs> and I went. I think I went Florentina. I think believe. Yeah. Yeah, you've gone for uh, Florentina. I mean, I won't lie. I think there is obviously a bit of bias in that for both of us, <laughs> especially the person sitting next to me. <laughs> I think if West Ham don't win tonight, they'll struggle to get through. I think they have to win tonight. Home advantage. I think they've got to win. I think um, I don't know what the score. I have no idea. But if they get, if they are two or three goals ahead, then AZ are in trouble, and I'm in trouble. You know who their captain is there, number eight on the ball. Classy. Jordi Classy, yeah, from do you remember Southampton? Mm. They got Matt Ryan in goal, and that's about it. I don't know anybody else they've got. I think got a striker who scored a few goals, and but yeah, West Ham will be full of confidence when they're going into this game. As it what about three minutes gone? But yeah, no fear at home. And especially knowing they're safe. Exactly, I was about to say they're safe in the league after a, a huge win against Man United. That was after three losses in a row for West Ham, and yeah, they got they got no concerns, have they? David Moyes on the screen now, the man that they all wanted dead four weeks ago, and now they absolutely love him. So there we go. I'm going to ask you this: try and answer this with a level head. Go on. If West Ham win this, surely Moyes has to get a new contract. Oh no, yeah, he, he will. <laughs> I think he will. If they if they win it, he will stay. Yeah, statue. Because even if they get to the final, and there's no reason to get rid of him. Moyes over Brooking, surely. Yeah. Tear down the Brooking stand and put the David Moyes stand up. Moyes over Bobby Moore, right? <laughs> Rice over Moore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. But AZ, they beat Lazio over two legs the last round. They drew this weekend at Ajax. Um, they're fourth in the league, which is only which only would mean Europa Conference League qualification. But that's the standard of their league and their football. But um, yeah, it doesn't appear to be that they're missing any major players tonight, which is seems to always be the case when English sides play a decent team. They end up being oh, their their number one strikers out with a bloody broken leg. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'll be concerned if West Ham win by two or three. But hopefully, AZ are well up for it. And my old Dutch boys <laughs> do a job. Um, I believe your 
probably in the same camp as me in this one. Whereas you see a lot of people going, oh, I hope the English teams do well. It doesn't matter. Apart from Arsenal, I want every other English yeah. club to get Eight battered. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be that way when I was younger when I oh, when I supported Tottenham, but at the time I didn't really... When you supported Tottenham? Oh, yeah, because you're a United fan yeah, now, aren't you? Yeah, I was a United fan. <laughs> no, you're a United fan now. Oh, yeah, I was and I am now. <laughs> no, but when I, when I was younger, growing up, supporting Tottenham, but it was more that... Yeah, obviously I didn't really know what was going on. I was, Liverpool used to always be in the um, last stages and... Yeah, like United used to win it every now and then. I used to get excited because obviously Tottenham nowhere near it. But um, yeah, now I'm a bit older. No chance. Mm. Absolutely no chance. You're not going back to um, Spurs, are you? For the that girl was really going to think you were a, <laughs> yeah. were a red. I don't. I'm going back for a home game. So yeah, when I see her again, she'll. Um, in my Man United away kit. I hope you get Man United first game of the season when you come back. <laughs> or the, the next time I see, her, I'll just be Man United at home. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you cut your. You can come in the first game if you're Man United Kane shirt on. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Kane goes. Then I just follow Kane. Uh, um, no, I can't remember what I was going to say now about West Ham. To be fair, no, you've got to give some some credit though. Back to back seasons in European semi-finals. No matter the standard, like this competition isn't great, but you can only win if it's in front of you. Oh, and oh, was it Benarama here on the edge? Benarama. And the fans are obviously going to be excited for a yeah. second European. Oh, Rice. Black caps all over the place. <laughs> How's your train journey? Oh, the tra- train journey was, was pretty horrid, to be uh, fair. There were a few echoes of, of irons. Oh, it's awful. Oh, oh chance. Out. Goal kick. But no, I, I don't know. It's just one of them competitions that put it this way. If an English team wasn't in it, this wouldn't be on the TV right now. I would not be watching Conference League Almar versus whoever. <laughs> Right, I think that's a nice time to take a break. Just over half an hour gone. Um, We'll be back with a little bit of the championship playoffs, a little bit of the final day, and then we'll end on, we'll move on to the preview of game week 35, I think it is, over the weekend. So, see you in a bit. Well, what a dramatic day Monday was. Bank holiday Monday, last day of the championship. You had Burnley already crowned as champions, reached 101 points. Sheffield United already going up in second place on 91 points. Luton and Middlesbrough were confirmed in the playoffs, so that was third and fourth. And then you had fifth and sixth to fight for, and it was between five to not five, fifth to ninth mm. could have gone up. Coventry, Sunderland, Blackburn, Millwall and West Brom. Millwall were sitting in sixth. They were the ones at home to Blackburn. All they needed to do was win, regardless of any other result, and they were through. Yeah. Um, They started off like a house on fire, 1-0 up, 2-0 up, but got disallowed. And it was 1-1, they went 3-1 up, and I thought, that's got me them. I was, mm. It was between Millwall and Sunderland for me that wanted to tell I was going to go up. Because Sunderland were like rank outsiders because they needed so much to happen. They needed Mill to lose, West Brom to draw, and then a goal swing of like six goals or something yeah. like that. And it went because I, obviously I, I was away, so I didn't weren't really following. It. I just obviously see all the messages flying through. But and he's, I saw some of the scores. Like you said, what was the Mill score? Four, they lost four three. They won four three. Or lost they lost four three. They yeah, were three lost, one up. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, the sun, the sun, uh, the fact Sunderland got in there, and yeah, it was all all happening. 
Um, but yeah, it was pretty. I mean, I'm sure it was a chaotic day to watch and um, exciting to see. But yeah, it was all happening, wasn't it? Prime Championship. Mm. And you think, look at look at the table here. Coventry, Coventry finished fifth, and you had Millwall hit eighth on 68. So it was two points separating fifth and eighth. And the goal difference is literally is mad. Like got uh, Coventry fifth on seventy points with twelve goal difference. Sunderland sixty nine thir- on thirteen on thirteen goal difference. Sunderland went finished outside on goal difference because they got um, no Blackburn sorry minus two. Mm. I think forty six game games yeah. and you finish on goal difference. It's mm. awful, isn't it? But suddenly they got promoted last year, and then the playoffs like what a yeah, what huge. a season ever. They lost their manager in the early part of the season. Alex Neil went to Stoke. Mm. That's gone well. Um, Who's it? they got Mowbray? Eh? Yeah, Tony Mowbray. Yeah. I was a bit gutted for Millwall because I do like new clubs coming to the Premier League, and I just think they would be. Cl- I know whatever your opinion is on the fans and the club, and we all know like historically they're not the nicest. Mm. Let's put it. Let's put it mildly. But can you imagine first game of the season, August sixteenth, whatever it is, at the Den, Millwall versus Pep City. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Millwall would be the, one of the worst teams to ever play in the Premier. They would be. You I think? think yeah, they'd be awful. It was a dark. I think Derby's points. So I think Millwall would smash that. They finished about seven points. Mm. I just think it would be fun. I like. I, I like the job Michael Carrick's done. But the last team out of them four to go up, I want is Middlesbrough. Because how many oh, times yeah, have you seen yeah, Middlesbrough yeah. in the league? Like, yeah, mid- yeah, no, definitely. But it's even like the the top two that got promoted, like Sheffield United, oh, Burnley, boring, oh, boring, awful sides. But yeah, who do you, on that, who do you reckon? Yeah, or so we had you, a question, didn't we? Yeah, go on. we had a question from our listener Matt. Let me get his, Matt Devereaux. Did I pronounce right. that right? Devol. And he's asked us, Championship playoffs. Who's your winner? Those who know me. Now I've got a bit of a soft spot for Sunderland. Mm. Um, the I met them <laughs> ten years ago now in um, in the Algarve. Yeah, it was. It was on the Albufeira Strip. It was for those who have been. I can't remember the exact place, but it's on like the little T junction bit right at the end, where you have got the hill down to the beach. You turn left to some nightclubs. I've seen Ben Graham go in for very, <laughs> very <laughs> often, too early and morning. come out. <laughs> Come out a little bit worse for wearing the early hours <laughs> of the morning. Um, we could turn right. I've never gone right. I don't know what's down there, actually. And left is where the Bucking Bruno, Bucking Bronco, Bronco yeah. is. And they're in there. Wow. The story is, we were actually, it was on a family holiday, actually. It was me, my family, my cousins were all out. And Pat was, Pat was like, why is there so many Sunderland fans out? <laughs> and we were like, there was hundreds of them. I yeah, mean, like yeah. hundreds of them. All went in the car. I was like, I have no idea. And then we went to the bar and I got a drink and my brother comes sprinting out and was like, I've just seen uh, Stephen Fletcher. <laughs> and I was like, real. what? And I like, sprinted <laughs> in there, real. sprinted in there and there are Sunderland players left, right and centre. It was like, and that was where I, was, I used to play in Sunderland all the time on FIFA. That was my team and I just loved them. But that was prime, they were good, like, a good yeah. team then as well in terms of Sunderland. Yeah. Gus Poyet's. Sunderland it was <laughs> yeah. Pantillimon in goal Van Van Anhol left you had mm. the centre halves who were the rudest people I think I've ever, rudest celebrities I've met were John O'Shea and Wes Brown really? I was fanboying I was like Barzy right back uh, yeah it would have yeah. been yeah I'd, I've had pictures I've met a few famous people like players and whatnot, and I was like please please can I have a picture of champions, like two Champions League winners <laughs> please please and uh, they were like 
Yeah, go away. No oh. pictures, no pictures. So I ended up just taking a picture of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who did um, you get a photo? And then I went around to the bar and we actually started chatting with, it was Jordi Gomez, um, Lee Catamore, and Adam Johnson. Free AJ. Free AJ. Uh, Adam Johnson, they were the three. We got a picture with them, we're chatting along with them. And my my favourite player was Stephen Fletcher, but I'll get onto that story as well. Um, and we're just chatting. I remember we were just chatting away, and then I remember my last thing I said to, to Lee Fletcher was, "Lee, I know you're a bit of a tough Lee tackler and that." Lee yeah. <laughs> That's well, Lee. No, you, you said Lee Fletcher. Oh, Lee Fletcher. <laughs> Lee Catmull. What was I called? Lee Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Catmull. Um, and yeah, I said, I said, "I know you're a tough tackler, Lee, but." Please, please, can you be careful with with Mesut? <laughs> <laughs> Called him first name Mesut as well. First name basis. And he looked at me like, who the fuck are you, you dork? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the photos. A very different take to what I'm looking at. Now. A ponytail and everything. Yeah. So I strutted outside and then I can see this big, tall, giant pantomime. <laughs> and I've spotted Fletcher. And that was the one I wanted because I fanboyed Fletcher. Because he was... My FIFA team was always Fletcher. I had a thing. Built around him. I mean, no, it was every time I played with him, I scored with him all the time. Mm. And you know that was the first thing I told him when I saw him. I was like, mate, you are unreal on FIFA. <laughs> oh, God, like, 76, non And got a picture of him. I made sure I was the only one because Pat was trying to get in as well. I said, no, please, please, can I just have one picture of him on my own? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> How old are you? 19, 20? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> no, but I love Fletch. He was unreal. just... <laughs> oh, he was just... He had, I was trying to get him. I was like, come on, you should play for a better, better club than Sunderland. <laughs> Because he scored 30 goals in your career. No, but he was decent that first no, year. They signed him from Wolves. Probably techie left footed striker. Yeah, that's the thing. If he was right footed, you'd just think nothing of him. Yeah, he's got that left, left foot. Because they're the best players. And he scored some decent goals. Yeah. Um, double sleeve tat as well. Just, yeah. I don't know. I just really like. And he was Old actually what I wrote to us <laughs> from Scotland as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, but. So you what, want Sunderland to come up? What a night. Yeah, it was good fun actually. Were the, no, was, yeah. um, were the managers there, the staff, or was it all players? No, it was all players. It was all just all was the players. Boyer in that special club with Ben Graham? Could have been. Well, could have been, but <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure, man, I got relegated that year and he got sacked or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Connor Wickham was there. Oh, what a player. What other players did they meet there? I can't remember now. I just couldn't, the whole the whole team was there and I was Obsessing just... Obsessing on there. The little... Oh, he might have been. Barini was there. Barini was there. Um, Barini, did he do the old... <laughs> oh, yeah, silly. If you could see his face... <laughs> I just remember being so shocked with the, with the attitude because the because everyone else was out in the free throw, but the only two in VIP were the two Champions League winners, oh. O'Shea and Brown, the veterans. Yeah, probably said they want to be there. They were in Albuquerque, which is absolute dump. But no, sorry, sorry, Matt, my team. I want to go up to Sunderland. Yeah, <laughs> the end of that Sunderland. <laughs> um, not I want them go to go up, but I think I think Luton might come up. Might be their time. They're in the playoffs last season. Yes, they, they finished third this season, 80 points, and it's normally like Sunderland, they just sneaked in and they got the momentum and they're on, on a bit of form. But, yeah, they've only conceded 39 goals. Only Burnley have conceded less. Rob Edwards was in charge, uh, got put in charge after, uh, what's his name? Nathan Jones moved on to Southampton and got sacked. Mm. And, yeah, Robert, Rob Edwards got in charge. Um, he got Forest Green promoted. He was only in charge of Watford for 11 games. It was a total mess and he, he got out of there, but... He came in during the World Cup. Luton were tenth, and they finished the season third. So, and like I said earlier, di- a different team. Obviously, three, three of those sides are haven't been up for a long, long time. Um, and yeah, Luton, I think they might do it. But no, again, I'd love Luton. Very, very limited and sort of 
yeah, limited knowledge on on the championship. Mm. I mean, it might be a bit of an old wives' tale, but you do often hear, "Oh, you finished uh, the third's unlucky, isn't yeah, it, to get yeah. promoted?" Whereas sixth, like you said, is the momentum. I remember Blackpool, One, for example, yeah, yeah. finished sixth. That was the only day I think they were in the playoffs the whole time. Yeah. Finished sixth, and they went and won it because you yeah. just totally. that buzz yeah. is just yeah. They just sneak in, like I said, they're on on a bit of form. Probably they've got a, that last game of the season probably was a big result and a big game. So. Yeah, but Luton mm. have, have been in, in and around it the whole year. And how it works, it's third versus sixth and fourth versus fifth. So it's Sunderland versus Luton on Saturday and Coventry versus Middlesbrough on Sunday. Two leg two legged ties, aren't they, I believe? Play home and away. Yep. And the winner to the winner plays on the twenty seventh, I think. It's the it's the Saturday, I believe, before the Champions League final. Right. I believe. <clears throat> Could be completely wrong. Which I mean, it normally is. It's normally around the Champions League final yeah. day. Um, Shall we move up the league? Yes. Where Burnley and Sheffield United are going? Yep. Well, who could be joining them in the Championship, shall we yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, on this section, I'm probably more geared towards the relegation battle because really that's... Yes, the title, to be fair, is still still ongoing. Um, but I think top four. Liverpool were on a bit of form and they could sneak in there, but... I think, yeah, the more exciting part is the relegation stuff, really. So should we start at Ellen Road, the early yeah. kickoff? Yeah, at least Saturday, isn't it? Leeds versus Newcastle. It's Big Sam's first game at, at Ellen Road yeah. against his former club, Newcastle. If they lose that, they are on a slippery slope. Well, they are. Yeah. Let's have a look at the table here. They're 19th now, mm. 30 points, no win in the last five. Two mm. points from safety. All played the same games now. Yeah, Leeds have only got one point in the last six, and they get we're quickly. So I'm not don't go, don't need to go into massive detail, but yeah, Leeds have got Newcastle, Everton have got City, Leicester are playing Liverpool Monday night, and then Chelsea have got well Forest are travelling to Chelsea at three p.m. So I'd say those four teams, and it's pretty. I think it's pretty nailed on. Two of those four will be relegated. South, I think we're both agreeing that Southampton are, are gone. Yeah, well, on that, if Southampton don't win, they're down. And I think they 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 knew, it, but they messed it up when they didn't beat Bournemouth at home. Was it three weeks ago? Yeah. And yeah, they're just and even, they're not they've not been terrible. Obviously, they're not been good, but like the Forest game, they still battled and still tried, but they're just not. They haven't got the players for ever. No, like I said, they got Theo Walcott still up front. Yeah. Sorry, the Southampton fans that listen, but yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, they're, they're gone. I think he's painful to watch, and they've won six games all season. Yeah. But like I said, the interesting ones to focus on, I think Forest. And nearly there, nearly. I think maybe two more points does it. A win, a win, definitely. I would say they're safe. Yeah, what were they on? Thirty. Thirty-three, Forest. Yeah, I think, I think thirty. I think you could start with thirty-five because what Everton are on thirty-two, thirty-two, and if they get three points, because Leicester are on thirty, aren't they? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, like we said like before, but. Yeah, Leicester one win in thirteen games. It's just awful. Everton lo- last two got four points. How five big right. was that result? That, yeah. that Brighton result. But that's the difference. Leeds, like I said, Leeds one point in six. Leicester one win in thirteen. But Everton and Forest. Everton four points in the last two. Scored, like I said, scored five at Brighton. Forest two wins in three. So those two sides are picking up points and results are crucial at this stage. And yeah, like I said, I can't see Leicester winning two out of three at all. And if you think that. If that game had gone by on form on paper, Everton would have been 
second from bottom on 29 points mm. and that would have been yeah awful I think there were, there's some enough. like you can't always believe these Optus stats whatever it is but it's something like their probability went from 25% to 71% of staying up like for one win and obviously the results around them happening <clears throat> Leicester Liverpool I can't seem to get anything out of that no and like like I mentioned but Liverpool are in a bit of form I think they they've got something to go for now haven't they yeah they're somehow clinging on to top four and that's a that's probably in the distance but yeah they're they're still Liverpool, aren't they? Still got some very, very good players and and hitting a bit of form. So yeah, I can't see much else happening there. Yeah, no, it's all it's all if if buts maybe's, and that's what we love about football. But just putting a scenario out there: Leeds win at home, Big Sam gets his first win, and Liverpool win against Leicester. Liverpool go joint points with Newcastle. Mm. Like obviously, they think Newcastle have a game in hand, but that puts the pressure on Newcastle. Yeah. Two games to go, and even yeah, United then suddenly got to pick up points, but. Yeah, Leicester got Liverpool, um, Liverpool at home, Newcastle away, then West Ham. Leeds of Newcastle, West Ham away, and Tottenham at home. Um, Forest of Chelsea away, Arsenal home, Palace away, Everton City at home in the weekend, and then two massive games: Wolves away, uh, Bournemouth as well. So, yes, yeah, definitely. I think Everton they'll write off this weekend, although obviously they'll try and get some points and win the game, but. Then I don't think they're fussed if they lose. Big game that. Yeah, in terms of the, t- I think, I think the title's over anyway. But if That'll City one. don't win that, it then gives Arsenal a glimmer. Mm. And by glimmer, I mean it could all be over by four o'clock if they don't beat um, Brighton at home anyway. But if they win that, there's a s- then Arsenal. This is all like I said, in all scenarios in this yeah. pie in the sky. If Man City don't win, Arsenal beat Brighton. All Arsenal need to know in their heads is if we beat um, if we beat Forest away, the title goes to the last game of the season. Mm. Like, that, that's, that's all. The that's case that's all they need. And that, that's what else could you ask for? There's basically yeah. let's pray and let's see what happens. Yeah. And that, that's a if you if you gave it that if you gave that um, option. <clears throat> What's the word I'm looking scenario? for? Scenario to Arsenal fans after losing to Man City, yeah. the title will still be alive, alive on the first game, on the last game of the season. Yeah, yeah go for it. What? 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 What's the worst that can happen? Like, yeah. Well, I'm surprised because I didn't watch Arsenal, but heard that you're obviously very, very good, and I thought you'd lose it. I just, I just thought oh, Newcastle, one of the form, they're battling for top four, they're they're loving life, and yeah, you were obviously brilliant. It was a game where. Fine margins dictate like, the game. Murphy hit the post after one minute. Mm. That could have been different. That yeah. could have been hell on earth. Like that place was rocking. Like it was when they scored against. They scored in one minute against you lot as well. Um, and that's how football works. Arsenal soon then got some composure. And when they played, Arsenal. When Arsenal played, they wiped Newcastle the floor of Newcastle mm. because I actually think Newcastle got a little bit cocky and thought. We can we can beat this Arsenal team, and they played Isaac and Wilson, which they haven't been doing recently, and that gave Arsenal space to ping the ball around and get through. As soon as they play such a high line as well, once the amount of times Martinelli and Saka got through, mm. I know Isaac hit the post, but Martinelli hit the post. Saka missed a one on one. Martinelli missed a one on one. Could have been, could have been three one. It could have been three two. Could have been three all. But oh, I think over the ninety minutes, Arsenal were the better team. They showed why. They are going to work so out quickly. Close. 16 points above them. Yeah, They've secured second place now. But if Man City win, that's 11 wins on the trot. 33 points out of 33. They've then got Brighton, I think I had Chelsea, 
City are 21. Hang on. Although, ironically, you think Man City, once they get past Everton, on paper... Man City now 21 unbeaten in all comps. Yeah. Worst, like I said, again, their worst result in them 21 games is a 1-0 win away at Palace. Mm. They've had two draws in that, three draws in that now. It was all in the Champions League, I think. Bayern away, Leipzig, Leipzig away, and Real Madrid away. Mm. Three one-all draws. <laughs> Not good enough, is it, Pep? Sort it out, mate. But on paper, Man City have got Chelsea, Chelsea at home, Brighton away, and Brentford away. Mm. I, don't know. I think not. You should, but you if you. I think the Newcastle game was a suddenly everyone's like, oh actually they're still they've only got a few games left they might as well just they're not going to give up but do you know what I mean everyone thought oh they're they're done they they'll draw mm. they'll lose they'll do whatever but I think yeah then you've carried on exactly how you how you have been the whole year so. and all, all Arsenal can do is win the next three games. Finish if they finish on ninety points, <laughs> fair buddy. But Arsenal have only ever finished on ninety points once before, and that was they went unbeaten. Yeah. They've never, but they've never had a season of this many points. No. City now already have more points in the season that Liverpool won the league. Mm. So in the last six years, City are just. It's a, it's a it's a story it's a pod for another day, but it's the it's yeah. the level, the level you need to be at. <clears throat> to win the league is even I know people say Arsenal the, the two results against West Ham and Southampton if you added them four points to Arsenal and Arsenal win all their games and City win all their games City still win the league in goal difference mm. <laughs> it's funny though Southampton took four points off you this year and then bottom yeah well, so that is terrible isn't it? Everton took three off of us mm. there was actually a stat I'm glad you brought that up there was an Arsenal fan I follow on Twitter and he was like I'm so glad that Southampton are going to go down because he put out the last 30 points at St. Mary's Arsenal could have got. They've got 15. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, hopefully someone else come, Sunderland come up. And you think over 10 out. years, that's two points a season on average dropped. Yeah, it's not good, is it? But We'll save no. it for another day. We won't go into that. No, no, we won't go for it. So we actually had a couple more questions. Um, have, we, have we got any more Prem stuff you want to talk about? Uh, nah. I've got some questions on some Prem teams here before we get on to winner and loser of the week. Mm-hmm. So we had a qu- oh I forgot to write down their name for both of them actually but we've got Pochettino to Chelsea thoughts especially you Jack oh need to figure out who done this is that I'll shout I'll put them in the um I'll shout them out later on if I find it on my phone quickly is that like an ex girlfriend going to <laughs> going to like a an arch rival at school <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not good is it but but then I've, I've said it before but like you can't just can't just keep waiting and waiting for Spurs that aren't going to take him back. He just, yeah, he needs to go get a job. <laughs> Do you think it's a good Chelsea. fit for him? No, I think the the size of the club and the money they have, yeah, great. But the way it's run and the way it works, no way. No, he's got to go in there. He's got a, a random assortment of players. Whoever goes in there's got a random assortment of players. But he's going in there, got all these, like I said, bought these players. Who plays where? Don't know what's going on. Who's signing for him? I can't see it. I can't see it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think one appealing trait of his that uh, obviously Bowley has looked at is that he's worked for Levy for all these years and was a bit submissive might be the wrong word, but he didn't really take he he took he took everything. He wasn't confrontational. Yeah. He accepted when Bo he accepted when Levy gave him no money, even though he got to a Champions League final, and sort of just he didn't really want to rock the boat, and that sort of. The manager they're sort of after, I think, that just does what they say. 
go yeah, go definitely. sign Ronaldo. That, okay, let's yeah. go uh, something like that. Because yeah, I thought you were going to go. Oh, yeah, but no, you're yeah, probably right. Where it's too cool. I think Rock the boat and Potter yeah. was just out of his depth. Because Potter ain't like the players they bought. That the manager Potter didn't want them. The whoever Tugel when he was there briefly didn't want these players and. Yet Lampard, bloody hell! Let's not talk about that donut. But it's yeah, not your winner of the league. It's not your winner of the week. Kept no, him up. Poch no. <laughs> <laughs> is going to go in there and say, "I want this player," but then they get two random. Like it just isn't going to work. I just don't think it's going to work. And yeah, it's obviously I'm, it's a shame he's going to Chelsea. I'd, yeah, I don't. I, just, I don't think I don't, I don't think Chelsea fans are that, that enamoured by it, are they? Mm. What no, Poch Chelsea. Um, I think he's a good manager. I think. He'll work well there with the young players they've got. Mm. Is he going to the bath? I saw someone went down. I saw Rice did a through an elbow or something. Yeah, Paquetta's in the rest face. Yeah, he just pulled the um, the VAR out, has he? Um, I know, I think it'll work well because there's a lot of young players there they've signed with potential. That he obviously needs to clear out the ones he doesn't want. And I think the people on the high money who are in their late 30s, your Bamiyangs, your Kulabalis, these lot. But if- Even the ones like Cucurello have just been Awful. We'll actually do um, a lot of these players will probably come up in this, but we're planning on doing like a top ten episode, mm. maybe like a review episode on worst signing of the season, best signing of the yeah. season. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these choice players will be coming up in this. Yeah, but and then, yeah, we'll they, mention they, more Chelsea. The next question I've got, but but yeah, they've spent uh, over half a billion, like, and this has been. Been totally forgotten about. They spent over half a billion, and you're talking now that oh, they need to go through and get rid of all these players that will just sign. And probably have to like spend that again the squad, yeah. in the summer. No, just, yeah, no I, I, the short of it, I think yes, he'll do a good job there, given a few years and given some time to to progress. And the second question we had was Rice, hundred million, really. What, what's your thoughts on the Arsenal rumours? Um, but again, try to jump in there. Look at what Chelsea has spent. You've spent 116 million, whatever it was, on Enzo Fernandez. He's played 16 games in the Portuguese league. Um, yeah. What, so West Ham must look at that and think, right, we, we've got our captain who's played five, four seasons now, mm. at least four. He's probably the first name on England's. Just say, just say 35 games, 35 times four, five. Mm. Like that's well over 200 games, a Premier League games a season he's played. Yeah. Experienced player played for England. Like, why can't we ask for a hundred million pound? Oh yeah, they'll, they'll obviously want to get as much as they can. But yeah, I'd be I think a hundred million is is the max. I reckon. I know he's, to West Ham, he's worth way way more than that. I totally get that. But yeah, I just don't. I just don't think. I just don't think he's going to go for more than about hundred mil. Can you see him wearing the red of Arsenal, the blue of Chelsea? Man United. I think Arsenal. I think if Chelsea were top four and as they were, like normal, we'd have gone there. But I think yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal's looking likely, and, the, and like we said recently about recruitment and stuff and changing your players round. But Arsenal supposedly, according to the papers and whatever, they they seem to be having a go at it, don't they? And there's talk of Smith Rowe getting moved on. There's talk of Xhaka getting moved on. And you think bloody old? No, he's like Xhaka's played all year. He's been brilliant, but. That's how, like, the ruthlessness you have to have. You have to go and make these big decisions at, at a time where you're at the top. To yeah. If you want to go from 90 points to 96. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you, if you get rid of Jacker and bring in Rice, then that's, of course you are. That's an mm. easy decision. So, yeah, and if Arsenal are going to do that this summer, then they, they won't move from where they are. But, yeah, I think Rice, like I said, to West Ham, and rightly so, he's worth 150, 180, 200 million. But 
yeah, I think 100 mil for Rice. We'll get him. Perfect. Um, we've got one more question, but I'm going to leave that because it ties in with my loser of the week. So um, that was from my friend James. Yep. James Griff, recent father as well. Yep. I'm so glad you pointed out Griff and Leah. Yes. Congratulations. congratulations on your baby girl. Yep. Um, should we move on to winner of the week? Yeah, let's winner do it. Winner and loser. Let's do it. Do you want to start with your winner? Uh, yeah, I'll go with my winner. Um, my winner of the week is Jay Stansfield, who is who plays for he played for Exeter this season. He was on loan from Fulham. Um, his dad Adam is an Exeter City legend, but passed away in 2010. And this year, when Jay went on loan there, he wore his dad's number. Um, and is in in his final appearance for Exeter, he scored a hat trick. So yeah, Jay Stansfield winner of the week went on loan to Exeter this year. They I think they're mid table, scored a few goals, but. Yeah, nice way to end his loan, obviously, wearing his dad's number. I think that number trip. was retired for a little while, wasn't yeah, it? Was, it was, yeah, he was retired, and obviously, like I said, he was a... Adam Stansfield, his dad, was a legend, but obviously sadly passed away in 2010. Mm. So, Jay went back there on loan and, and yeah, wore his number and scored a hat-trick on his final appearance. My winner is the second time he's been my winner. He was the winner the first after his first game in charge. And he's my winner after his 15th game in charge. And that is Neil Warnock. Yes. <laughs> one of my dream, dream guests to have on the show <laughs> would be unbelievable. Huddersfield said farewell to Neil Warnock with a win that typified the spirit that he's brought since taking over in February. He's won seven games. He's seventh on Monday out of his seventh of his 15 games. Mm. Warnock's been in charge a run that has hauled them out of the relegation zone beating Sheffield United Watford Borough and Millwall finishing 18th yeah now they're like they were comfortably yeah yeah like you said a good few points they got some big results drawing against Blackburn I think they lost to Burnley but they played they had a hard run in I think they played out of the 15 games I'm pretty sure something like 10 of them were in the top half mm. so what, what a bloke yeah what just a, the goat just <laughs> you're gonna die to get three points <laughs> Do it, but be disciplined. Yeah, it's just what what a guy, what a guy. Um, loser of the week. Do you want to? Mm. He takes a swig of his water while he get ready for this. One. Some deep breaths. So, right, my loser of the week. We might lose some listeners from this loser of the week, but I'm okay with it. So, as you know, I was away this weekend in Portugal, having a wonderful time in the Algarve. However. No matter where you are in the world, if somebody's in a football top, 100% they're English, that's a given, that's no questions asked, but 90% chance they're in a Leeds United top. I don't get it. Fully grown men who go on holiday, they leave the house, they do the checks, you check your wallet, you check your pocket, sorry. Right, I've got my phone, my wallet, my passport. Oh, yeah, travel toothpaste. As you walk, oh, don't forget. Your Leeds United top. <laughs> and it's only 90% because the other 10% is for the West Ham and Man United fans you see at Stansted. But I've never understood it and never will. I'm sure their other, their other halves are joyous that their husband, Barry, has got his nice <laughs> shoes on, new Chino shorts paired with his Leeds United 2022-2023 away kit with Bamford on the back at the age of 58 <laughs> as they go for dinner on the marina to, <laughs> ce- to celebrate 40 years of marriage. Well done, Barry. you got your Leeds United top on. Premier League badges as well. Everything, the whole lot. You just saw it. I saw it from my life. You saw it. Class. Their sponsor this year, SBO Top. I was like, well, he's wearing a Leeds United Top. Idiot. Yeah. I thought you were just hang on the strip, but out for dinner at Leeds oh, Top. Yeah, 
Bad food on the back. And all sorts, yeah, all sorts. And then, like I said, it's closely followed by West Ham, and then there's a lot of Man United as well. But yeah, no, I do love the football shirts, but there is a there is a place and a time. Oh, there is, and I get it. Like if you're out with your mates, it's a stag do, it's a laugh, whatever. But <laughs> not and yet, not, not when you with your your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. And oh yeah, just put them away. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. It was funny. We watched that game in the Riverside Inn. And it was a dreadful game because City were just dominant, dominant, yeah. dominant. Missed the penalty. And then within like five, like that last seven minutes, Leeds were threatening. And there were chants in the in the corner. What's their song? We all are Leeds. Oh, marching on oh, wow. together. <laughs> Awful, yeah. The Chelsea Leeds Brigade. Um, but, um, no, I like that lose of the week. Go on, yours. My lose of the week. So I've been... Uh, Griff texted me in the week... I was like, have you seen what's been going around the web? And a few listeners have probably heard, probably seen it after the Arsenal game. A new Twitter account has hit the hit the scene. Jason Tindall underscore. Jason Tindall desperate to be central attention of everything. <laughs> and it's a Twitter account that is focused on the Newcastle United assistant manager, Jason Tindall. Tindall? Tindall, sorry. Whose prime focus seems to be in the to get in the front most foremost pose or anything in any picture, shaking the manager's hand for Eddie Howe can get there straight to the ref, oh, berating well, the boys. And as we go on the forty-first oh, minute, here we go. Alkmaar, Alkmaar took the lead. One nil. In. I think the ref's been shocking all game. We've got it on mute. West Ham are fuming. Hopefully, it's counted. Is there VAR in this? I don't think there is. I don't think there's VAR in um There's tears already. I don't think there's VAR. In um while we wait, I'll I'll just quickly finish off the yeah, Tyndall Brigade. Um I must beg anyone who has Twitter to please check this out because the account is funny and their their tagline is always once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> and the cameras yeah. are gonna be on it being BT Sport. It's gonna be Leeds versus Newcastle. And this cameras are going to be on him. You're going to have to watch him. Yeah, as there's a few no- knocking about and then a few videos. One of uh, it must be recent or the last season, but I think it's Arsenal. Arteta's going mad at Ben White and stuff, and then <laughs> Tindall's in the back, like talking to the full official. Like, that. Oh, it's brilliant. It's very funny. And Newcastle actually tweeted out this uh, this afternoon a picture of him with the yeah, goat yeah, emoji. Yeah. <laughs> so they're obviously aware of it. it. He's got to be aware of it. Yeah. But nah, very good. Um, before we revert back to the teaser, just saw the goal there. It was a looked like a. Is that a push? Uh, is that a push? Not very, at all. Very easy. AZ have broke, played it out wide, and it looks like he hits it near post. Yeah, Keeper better? Well, but looks like the goalie probably at fault. Let's have a look. Brings it back. Gets out his feet. No one's near him. Has a little pop. Bounces right in front of the goalie, but... Yeah, they'll be upset about that, but... I'll be AZ. you got to be disappointed. And who is it? Rinders. I'm not Dutch. I'm not pronounced that. Num- he's number six. He's brilliant. Number six. brilliant. It's like Cali Number yeah. six. <laughs> <laughs> yep, up the boys. Right, let's end on the teaser. Burnley have recently won the championship and became the sixth side to do so on two separate occasions. Can you name the other five teams to have won it the championship twice? Norwich. Correct. Who have won it twice? <coughs> Fulham? No. No. I, no. 
I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna throw some teams. I have no idea. Uh, Cardiff. No. I'll give you a clue. Two are in the Premier League right now. Really? Villa. No. Oh, mate, I'm hopeless. Um, Villa have only been relegated once. Oh, no, just, I just have no idea what's going on. Head's gone. He's had a gone one. That's all I care about. <laughs> um, Bournemouth? Nope. No, oh, mate, um, just tell me. <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. Newcastle United. Reading. Sunderland. Really? And Wolves. Wolves, I'll never get that question. So Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich, Reading, Sunderland, and Wolves. Very nice. Uh, didn't Reading, Reading got relegated, didn't they, this year, I think? Yes, points deduction and got relegated. Yeah, they yeah. sacked my points, didn't they? Yeah, and they finished third from bottom. Three go down that league, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very nice. That brings in to episode 46. Mm. We'll be back next week on our usual yeah, Monday, normal, I believe. Yeah. A normal time next week. Um, review of the Premier League weekend yeah. that was hopefully some drama hopefully some talking points mm. come on Sean Dyche told you Dyche Dyche baby get him in they'll keep him up but it'll be interesting well Sam Allardyce let's have a let's actually let's end on a quick uh, prediction let's pick a game a random game here let's do Leeds Newcastle then Leeds Newcastle 12.30 I'm going to go Newcastle Three Leeds one. I'm gonna go Leeds two Newcastle one. I'm going for Big Sam. He's got to get a win. Yeah, and they'll beat us the last game of the season <laughs> when that's they're already down. Win. Yeah, that's five win. one away. That's their win. That, that that's Tottenham nothing to play for. Easiest game of the, of the season. No, if that bottom three goes down as it is, that is delightful. Leeds Leicester join Southampton. That'd be that'd be good. Perfect. Right. Thank you very much for listening. And another enjoyable show. Hopefully. Keep following, keep doing all your stuff on the Instagram. It's great. We all really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week. So stay loyal. Stay loyal.